0: Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And once again, welcome back, everybody, to the Propreneur Podcast. I'm excited to have you here. My name is Dino Watt. I'm your host. And as always, we first want to thank you for being here and sharing this podcast with your friends and colleagues sharing the best practices we possibly can with them. And as always, we have amazing guests on here to teach you and to share with you their experience, as well as some great uh, topics that you can discuss with your fellow colleagues. Today is no exception. I've actually been waiting to get on this call for a while with Michael, my guest today, around a lot of different topics, but also to be able to talk about what he did to shift his entire company during this whole COVID craziness. My guest today is Mr. Michael Bonanno. Well, Michael, welcome to the show. I'm excited. We actually met on a cruise, oddly enough, uh, with yes. my wife and your husband, and we were able to connect in that way and just kind of uh, hit it off with maybe even just our weird personalities, but I'm glad to have you on the show. You're here with uh, your companies. You have two companies we want to talk about today, but before we get into those, that conversation, we always believe that stories connect us here, and we'd love to hear your story about how you got into the position that you are and starting the companies that you have.
1: Sure, thank you. Thanks so much for, uh, for having me. I'm excited to be here with you as well. I've been very much looking forward to it. i been very excited to spend some time with you and just and connecting with uh, you and your audience. So let's see the, how I got in the position I'm in. So. Prior to Dennis, I was in the limousine business. And one of my specialties really was training uh, the distinction between driver and chauffeur, right? And so if I say that, you're like, oh, there's clearly a delineation between the experience that you would have if you had a driver or what, or if you had a chauffeur. And so all of our clients were high-level executives and and uh, talent, and so uh, we trained on the show first. I brought that into the dental industry, and well, I'd say into my office at that point, right? And um, doubled and tripled businesses. I From there, I went into consulting and flipping underperforming practices for about five years. I loved that because it was very exciting and a lot of action. And then from there, I, I purchased a couple of practices with a dentist and uh, successfully sold those back in October of 2017 and created Performance Partners and Virtual Support Solutions in June of 2018. So that's uh, that's kind of the story and here we are.
0: Well, I don't know if you know this or not. I don't know if we've already had this conversation, maybe when we were on the cruise or something, but I actually used to be a limo driver and I was a driver more than a chauffeur. Uh, but in LA that was my first job back from when I, I lived in Japan for a couple of years and I came back I wanted to use my language I speak Japanese and I spoke it way better back then and I found a job in LA where I could so I could drive around uh, Japanese executives all over when they came to visit and stuff so that's funny I, I don't know Absolutely. if I knew that about you with the limo side of things
1: yeah actually in Los Angeles is where my career started, I was at Diva Limousine. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, then I built the worldwide network here in Phoenix. So I'm in Scott, you know, Scottsdale, Arizona. And so when I was uh, 19 years old, I moved here and actually built a worldwide company for one of the largest companies here in town. And then created my own and then honestly wanted something very, very different than what I had known. And, so and you definitely I,
0: did, because you typically don't add, you know, or think the through line is, oh, yeah, limousines to dental practices. <laughs> right. It's not really a place and to And now
1: go. I just, I love dentistry. You know, I really fell in love with gum disease. I know, you know, periodontal gum disease, right? I'm like, I'm super passionate about it. I'm super <laughs> passionate about systemic health. And, and uh, the, you know, I, I'm a firm believer we undervalue the importance of the oral cavity and, main, you know, healthy mouths.
0: It's true. It's very true. I had no idea how much we undervalued it until I got into this industry as well. And one of my very first uh, clients was a dentist out of, you know, Hayes, Kansas. And he would tell me all this stuff. And I'm like, really? Like, I didn't know that was connected or that was connected. You know, it was was always a surprise to me. But, well, let's talk about first then uh, performance partners. Performance partners is a really interesting uh, product. Product to me in the sense of it's actually helping people make more money through specific systems. So, talk about how you got involved with that.
1: Sure. So, actually, I was introduced by a, uh, actually, our chief sales officer in our company and an executive and, and partner. Um, her husband's an orthodontist. They have five practices and uh, she's very familiar with the bank methodology. And so, uh, Performance Partners really prior to COVID, and we've put put that portion on hold to the fourth quarter, um, given the success of virtual support solutions. But Performance Partners is a coaching and training company that, that really teaches the bank methodology, which is similar to DISC or MBT, MBTI or the Colby Index. You know, um, bank is uh, was sourced in uh, biology, why people buy. Right? I love that. Where uh, DISC and some of the others are in psychology. Right. And so what I love about bank is it's been proven to increase sales by up to 300%. And the training and methodology really um, teaches business owners really to allow their prospects to determine their presentation. And similar to all the other personality codes, there's four, right? Because that's not new. That dates right. back to the BC with Hippocrates, right? The father right. of modern medicine, and so there's still four, the B is the blueprint, the A is the action, the N is the nurturing, and the K is the knowledge. And so there's different levers that get pressed inside of a conversation with each of those personality types that have them by, or they're be influenced by what you're recommending. So we taking that methodology, We actually said, well, let's layer that into the dental industry and increase case acceptance, increase case, and I would always say increase case completion, right? We also are going to schedule, uh, if you look at your hygienist, would it make a difference to know that the action personality type is usually five, 10 minutes late, (laughs) right? And the blueprint personality type is going to arrive 30 minutes early, so knowing those things in the practice make a difference. And so we actually will code all of our patients. We rec- I mean, code all the patients, right? We, uh, we know what their code is under stress as well. So we can be who we need to be to ensure that they get the information in a way that's gonna best be understood by them, but also provide us the best outcome, right? Nobody really wants infection in their mouth. They wouldn't have walked through the doors of the office if that was the case. I've always always taken the stance of, um, you know, the patient's already a yes because no's don't even walk through the front door.
0: That's such a great point. I'd say that all the time about how, like, look, if they're walking into you, it's not like they're going to a car lot, right, where there's a ton of different choices and colors and blah, blah, blah. They're walking into you. Your only job is to not screw up the sale and yeah. that's how they're gonna get going on. So do you, it sounds like this methodology allows the, uh, the, the treatment coordinator, the hygienist, even uh, probably the doctor, to be able to connect this personality type with the patient without, it's not like the patient has to go take a test in order to figure this out and then they tell you you're able to label them.
1: Yeah, so yes and no, right? Okay. You can do that, sure. The note to that though, is we prefer people just tell us, right? So we would do like a communication survey, some offices nice. do like word survey. So they chose use love the that. different, don't care, right? But we want you to tell us what works best for you. So if you are like, I am an AKBN. I'm a very high action, right? Yeah. I love microphones. I'm a very outside the box thinker. Me, I'm like, what box are you, there is what box?
0: right?
1: Right. Yep. Um, so, you know, and then actions, here's the selling point. You'll know an action because they walk in with the Louis Vuitton and the, the Gucci, right? The You know, they're looking for that experience. Now, what's interesting is you'll, you, your team will notice it, but they may not say anything about it. But knowing right. that an action gets dressed for you, like I wear what I wear for you, not for me. I want you to see it, I want you to be like, oh, great watch, great belt, I love your shoes, right? I mean, it's those things and that's just one of the things that has an action buy, right? Or if you are a blueprint, right? You are a very inside the box thinker and budget is really important to you, right? And so, budget and process and and things like that. So knowing that will make a difference in having you buy what I'm selling because we're gonna take it in incremental bites and we're gonna you know, have it be affordable, et cetera. Then you've got the nurturing who recycles the box, right? Mm-hmm. The nurturers, they're the warm, fuzzy ones that you love, right, like me, I love surrounding myself with nurturers because you never go hungry Right. They've always got like two bags <laughs> and one bag is always full of food and goodies. And like, right. you need, you know, you have something like a button pops off your shirt. You ask somebody, does anybody have a needle and thread? The nurturer is like, I do. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's you, gotta,
1: you love them. So um, but we, we teach how to communicate with them in a way that has them be influenced and take the best outcomes that are really authentically there for them to take. Right, um, and and then the knowledge is really the one that engineers the box, mm-hmm. and the knowledge. have You ever seen reviews and they say, "Oh, that 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 office was like a used car salesman." Mm-hmm. Heard that? Yeah, before? so
0: pushy they were. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, they're pushy, and
0: uh-huh.
1: and what's funny is the knowledge type is oftentimes the one that is inside that conversation because you really can't sell a knowledge. They do all their research. They make right. sure exactly what you say. And then they buy and they buy, right? They don't right. mind. They love spending money. They're the ones that buy the best product because they have the best longevity. Like my husband, John, like Jonathan, loves Louis Vuitton. I'm thinking he's a high action, but really he loves Louis Vuitton because it's going to last forever. He'll spend right. Three, four thousand dollars on a bag, and it's like he'll have it for years. Like some people yeah. have them for lifetimes, right? They're generational luggage. Sure. So, so it
0: gives them that it, it makes them feel like that research that they do, it allows them to have that peace of mind and be comfortable with that decision. They'll like you said, they'll still buy, but they know that they're gonna have this thing because not just because they're gonna run it to the ground, but because the quality of it is so good. So your angles are of how you're gonna talk to each one of these B-A-N-K is deliberately focused on what you can not only see visually, but what they tell you, like you said, it makes that conversation so much better.
1: Yeah, to give you a a real life example. So I um, I was on my way to get my teeth cleaned and I run into a car, right? And I total my BMW, we go to Merceau, I'm like, okay, well, may as well. And And all I did was crash the lights, but the lights were like, 65 thousand
0: dollars to fix
1: yeah right and so they decided oh we're going to total this i'm like what so i'm like well i may as well take this opportunity to explore what other options exist so that day was almost the day of my divorce because being the action that i am (laughs) i went to the car lot and i'm like okay well let's test drive that let's look at that let's go to mercedes Then let's go back to bmw then let's go over here to you know so we're we're all over the place jonathan's like if you don't get a car right now I'm literally gonna leave like I'm not even gonna be here anymore right <laughs> so because the action is really like fire ready aim right where yeah. Jonathan is completely the opposite code of me he's a yeah. KB I'm an AK right like and opposites attract and they attack so so I go to rec- so then I get my car whatever it takes me eight hours looking and all of that right so Jonathan, two weeks later, decides he's going to get a Mercedes as well because we always do that. So he spends, I don't know, a week, two weeks researching everything. He knew every single car, every single color, every single – he loves all the bells and whistles and the everything, right? And all of a sudden, we go to the car lot, we go to Mercedes, he goes to Max and he says – I want to see this car with that car with this and that and that. And Max says, "I know right where that is. We're in and out in an hour," and that's how the K that's how the K buys. Yeah, right? but um, awesome. they need the information, and so we set up systems and processes for each of the codes, languaging and scripting. It not only helps with case acceptance and case completion, but it also helps referrals. If you if if you are let's say you're a high action doctor. And you connect with a nurturing patient, right? It's not easy to do that. And you see it because you look at treatment case acceptance numbers across the country and you see doctors are diagnosing 100,000 and 25,000 scheduling at the time.
0: Right.
1: right? So you know, one out of every three is leaving. And so what we're saying is like, okay, stop turn those no's into yeses by allowing your prospect to determine your presentation, be who you need to be. Right. So that might be that your exam looks different, sounds yeah. different and feels different and it's customized per patient because you're aware of the difference it makes, not just in the bottom line, but in the sustainability of the business and inside of fulfilling on your mission and you know, really causing the outcomes that you and your team set out to Cause you can't do that unless patients are saying yes.
0: I love that you uh, recognize that there is such a need for the treatment coordinators, for yourself as the doctors, to be able to—I call it being a a chameleon, right—to be able to switch your colors and your approach and the way that you talk to people based upon their needs. I talk about you were at the last selling through the screen. I talk about all the time sales typically is taught from the standpoint of the salesperson, person, not the person being sold to. And this seems like a really great way to have to number one, pay attention and change things up. I know everybody's got their standard way and people have go to their seminars about how to present their thing, you know, their, their case. And yet the key is to be able to have, in this case, four different ways, four different approaches so that you're really connecting and talking to that person. It just makes sense that your numbers would go up.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Because if I go and I do this when I'm when I'm doing the the um, when I'm speaking, you know, I mean, prior to COVID, I'd like I was traveling all over the country. We were so busy, so much, uh, so much going on with the bank methodology and in dentistry. We are the first ones to bring it to dentistry. As a matter of mm. fact, the former CEO of Codebreaker Technologies, which is the founding of BANK, he's now the chairman of our companies. Oh, wow. As the chairman of our company. So we have, and to blow your mind even further, there's actually artificial intelligence, right? So we can actually code websites and emails and profiles and determine the BANK code of how people were communicating. And then the AI will say, when you respond, for example, the AI will say, not a match, or yes, this is a match. And I will share with you that I have closed some enormous, gigantic deals as a result of, I mean, one guy, I'll share with you one 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 of my buddies, um, big, 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 big billion dollar opportunity with him and it's kind of ghosted me, right? We're working on this deal, he stops responding and I'm like, what the heck, right? So one day, I'm on Facebook and he posts something online, like this big whatever, right? This whatever he was saying online. And I thought to myself, let me see if this AI really works, right? Make a believer of me. Yeah. So I, I go on there, I copy it, I paste it, I put it in, I get the code, I respond. It takes about 10 times before the computer says, yes, this is a match, <laughs> I res- So I respond and bam, Within, I'm not kidding you. Two seconds, he was texting me, "Hey, sorry, I've been da 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 da." Right? So, and then it forwarded until it didn't or did. But you know, it's like everything just came right along. And similarly, um, you know, Kevin Kevin Earls, who's the former executive director of the Arizona Dental Association, when he retired in uh, end of 2019, he joined our team, and we blew his mind and the dental association's mind with Bank because. The profile of a dentist, yes, it's there's different codes, but there's the primary of what we're seeing as being um, consistent would be that KB, right? You think they've got to be extremely smart, and they do their process the same. They prep a crown the same every time. Now, right. different specialties fall in kind of a different code, but let's just say for for this conversation general dentistry let's just say that hypothetically most people are kbs most dentists are kbs right okay and so um that's why not a lot of them are in action right? right action or nurturing they don't really like to be touched you know mm-hmm. and and you know stuff like that um but they're geniuses right I and mean, these doctors are so smart when's the right. last time I've never added a triangle and a square and got a circle, but these dentists, they do it, right? (laughs) That's beyond me. But um, so with, uh, I went and got a little sidetracked with that.
0: Using that, you were able to share that with uh, the dentist and be able to track their Ks and their Bs and how to be able to use that in their conversation.
1: Yeah, thank you. So we coded the Dental Association's website using the artificial intelligence
0: interesting and
1: it was a high n and a little a and no k no b wow right so if you want to increase the business especially online in language right i we co- i code everything now because different people based on their how they're buying because if you think about like everybody's looking to either you're either in every conversation is you're either influencing or not influencing yeah that, that really is it, right? Like even in my saying that right now, you said yes, I'm influencing you given what I just shared, right? Yeah. Or so bank was sourced in gaining influence, increasing sales. There were studies done. There's white papers. San Francisco State University did a white paper on bank and said, is this just this? Or was it is it something new? And they shared that it is something new and it does produce the kind of results that it produces. So not to be labor bank, but, you know, it also increases your uh, hygiene uh, reappointment rate, right? So by, make, you know, um, it also increases. We had, the very first time we put it in, in an office, the dentist and her team came to the pre- to, came to our training. Now we do it online. We came to the training. The next day she landed a $14,000 case like that to someone that had not moved forward. And they're like, oh, the bank is amazing because they were able to present it Knowing her code, and and got a yes. So that was really exciting. So Kevin came up with this thing where you know how the patients wear the protective glasses, right? Uh-huh. So the B is uh, the B is blue, the uh-huh. red is A, the N is yellow, and the K is green, right? So here's here's kind of the, oh, the card, right? Yeah. So Kevin came up with an idea that. That's what we should give the primary code of the patient. If they're a nurturer, you give them a yellow pair of glasses. If they're a knowledge, you give them a green pair of glasses. Everybody in the practice knows, knows who's sitting in the that, chair um,
0: yeah.
1: just by the glasses they're wearing.
0: Brian, right? Brian.
1: So I'm like, Kevin, you know, he's given his life to dentistry. Right? And, I mean, yeah. before this, he was also the exec- He was a president of uh, New Jersey Association or something as well. So he's, he's in tune with what dentists need. And, but I thought that was super cool. So we, we've adopted that.
0: Well, I love the idea. I, that's a very creative idea for sure. But I, I love the idea of having people, um, you know me, I love sales. I love being able to talk about sales. I love giving people that leg up on how they can sell. And I think it's just really smart to be able to have a process where each treatment coordinator, each doctor, everybody in the practice, in this case with, this, with the glasses, can speak to somebody in their language, right? In in the way they're going to receive it the most. And so with performance partners, you teach this, you go around and train this to the different offices in order for them to ultimately increase their case acceptance.
1: Yeah, increase their case acceptance, increase their referral rate, increase their reappointment rate, increase their, you know, yeah, all of the above, right? All of the above. And as you were saying that, I was thinking... Um, You know, the dental assistant, right? I mean, I used to train my teams. I was, you know, coming from the limousine, the chauffeurs, we're in the relationship business, right? So I would train them to go out to where the patient's sitting, say, put the handle, hey, it's so great to see you, come on back, and then walk together through the doorway to the treatment room, right? And I thought that's what had our practice grow so quickly, well, now I'm thinking, wow, we could have grown even more quickly had I known bank at this time, right? Because there are people that, like, if you try to do that to Jonathan, Jonathan doesn't want to be touched. He'll just, it's just kind of weird for him, yeah, right? You yeah. just prefer not to do that. So yep. I, w- I want everyone to, there's a saying in the, in, the, in the training world, in the bank training world, where, you know, nurturers, they don't always have the most money, but their money's in a different currency. That's the relationship currency, mm-hmm. right? So they'll bring their whole crew to you. And if you upset them, they'll take their whole crew with them, right? Yeah. And, um, and if, if you have a patient in the chair that has yellow glasses on and you're walking by for whatever reason and you haven't yet said hi or you know, made it at least warm and fuzzy for them, do it. And not just one person, the whole team, yeah. right? If you know that the action's already late to their next appointment, have them checked out.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like get their credit get their credit card on file. Trust me, just charge it. Right. Yeah. Like I'm on. I'm already ten minutes late. So yeah. there's different different ways of ensuring that each person, uh, you know, is taken care of.
0: I love it. So uh, we have performance partners, which obviously increases revenue, increases the the success of the practice. And then you were able to also see another opportunity in the dental space that, and, and I'm not aware of this, did you start the virtual support solutions before COVID or was that a result of COVID and then you had a pivot?
1: Yeah, so we had, I actually started um, virtual support solutions in June of 2018. Okay. And so the- And what do they do? So everything virtual. Right. So anytime a a dental office, and now we're expanding beyond dental, um, but anytime a dental office um, can outsource something where that outsource can bring both consistency and reliability greater than what's able to take place in the office, right? Just given the dynamics of the office, um, then we welcome you know outsource it we know outsourcing is decreasing overhead by up to 78% because when you outsource something literally that company is laser focused on producing the results for that specific desired outcome right? right and where oftentimes in the dental office there's lots of things that get in the way of making sure the schedule is full
0: so give me an example
1: yeah so let's see um Gosh, it's cold, let me go get a sweater. Oh, I gotta use the restroom again. Oh, Susie comes up to the front, let's talk about something. Oh, there's a patient that's in front of me, I need to take care of them. Oh, the doctor needs me in the back for something. Oh, I need to present a treatment plan. Oh, the phone just rang. Oh, you know, like I have to call this patient back. You know, So there's all of those kinds of conversations that are taking place that is impacting the business, right? Because like, for example, when we make outbound appointment generating calls for continuing care, we make an average of 20 calls per hour, right? Depending on how many conversations we're in. Now, I'm all about ROI, so um, you know, to me that's more important than the calls per hour. But I always share we have an average 20 calls per hour. So, I was just with a, with an office uh, before this call, and and if they had a number of patients, I think it was like 600 patients or something, but. Um, I said, okay, so it's going to take you 18 hours if you did nothing else, 18 hours to call every single one of these patients. Now, when you look at the ROI for appointment generating services, they should be doing that over verifying insurance, Hmm. right? So you begin to look at what are the priorities and what should I outsource with the intention to free my team up to do what's going to generate the revenue, which is be in relationship with a patient, right? So... I created virtual support solutions and honestly i'm a creator right that's probably why we connected because you're a creator and i'm a creator i really love that and i'm so thankful to have a team you know i'm thankful that jonathan is my opposite code because he needs to know everything and then it gets into a structure and then it's just consistent right and i love that and we have a team of i mean i had to pivot this whole company in covid you know let me back up so you asked about so virtual support solutions was in existence prior to covid Right. When COVID ha- happened, kind of whatever that was, I think in March, was it? Yeah. Yep. started. So, dental offices closed down, right? right? All over the country mandate, right? Like right. emergencies only. Well, a lot of dentists and teams, they couldn't even get their teams to come back, right? right? Like and there's so much that was going on at that time. So, virtual support solutions really was magnified by COVID, right? The opportunity to outsource and actually impact the bottom line, actually like just shake the brain, shake everyone up. See, we've got a commitment to independent entrepreneurial dentists. And at times you can see we get set in our ways. I was watching a a video, we've had online new patient forms, digital forms since like 2008 or something. Do you know that (laughs) it's 2020 and there's offices that are still using paper?
0: Oh yeah, totally. I see it and it blows me
1: away. Yeah. So COVID was the opportunity for you to shake the business up to say, gosh, am I being as smart as I can be? Can I cut costs? Can I do something else? Can can I come back with less team members? And actually, we're seeing practices just exploding. So that being said, we put performance partners on hold because when every When all the training companies in the industry, what they did was they went to online training. We actually created a product called U.S. Dental Triage. Okay. And so U.S. Dental Triage came from my learning that every 14 seconds, there's a person going through the doors of an emergency room with a dental related need, right? And right. so now I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about all of these offices that are closed. Patients have nowhere to go pre-COVID, let alone now their offices aren't even answering their phones. So we created U.S. Dental Triage. We've, we've placed thousands of patients across the country in dental offices. I've been on tons of news stations, newspapers. You
0: got super popular about it, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun and it's still a lot of fun. I was just recently placed in two... Um, two newspapers recently Arizona Republic put me in the entrepreneur section that was pretty cool for the action in me right Yep. <laughs> so that was pretty awesome and um, so we You're created US, it. yeah and U.S. dental triage is completely free right like we didn't oh that's sure. right yeah we did that as a give back to the industry and as a way of connecting with dentists and what's been great about that is our virtual support company right? Virtual support solutions grew as a result because here we are with patients and we're calling offices and they're not even answering their phone. So I got I on the phone, I got on the phone and this happened on a, so it was Sunday night. I'm on the phone with some of the people that I, I talk with and create with and um, some are dentists some are other entrepreneurs and and in the industry and not in the industry and on on uh, Monday morning Dino, i trans I transitioned the entire company from anything they were working on to a hundred percent virtual support solution Wow over 60 people on the team and growing and it was like we were like this and then all of a sudden on Monday morning eight 8 in the morning we went. And thank wow. goodness we did, and thank goodness my team, you know, trust me, as the leader, and they just got got in got behind me and just we just went boom, right? And I share with them and I share with you now and the listeners is that never in the history of time as we know it has virtual support ever had the kind of listening that it has right now. Mm. Right. For example, I remember my practices we do call rollover, right? So right. one of the things that we do is make sure that offices don't miss calls. Missed calls are missed opportunities. When we call offices throughout the country, right now, last month, only 51% of the time, the phone fine. You're
0: finance. killing me, Michael. I know this is one of the main reasons I needed to have you on this show because when you and I were having this conversation before, I was like, I don't, Understand, as a business owner who apparently, supposedly, you want to make money, you are you're you're giving up an opportunity. Now, listen, I know there are doctors out there that I even had a couple of clients before who would like send a phone home with someone. Right, I'm a send a phone home with, you know what? That's interrupting their life. It, why are you not letting a professional company at least give you a professional feel and look that they can have that call answered every time you and I were joking about earlier beforehand, how people don't answer their or look at their voicemails. Even if you call them back, like I have 52 or 32, whatever it was unanswered voicemails on my phone right now, because you just, you have to be there to answer the phone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you really look at it, I mean, we I never did the, the phone at home thing in my practices. I just, I, we let them go to voicemail until we got the smarts, you know?
0: Nice little and, to machine.
1: Yeah. And you don't realize how much overhead gets spent chasing patients that left voicemails if they leave a voicemail. Uh, great they, point. You don't miss the opportunity in the first place, Right. And a guy yep. like me, I'm such a nice guy that and I hate leaving voicemails. So I'll think, oh, I'll call them back because yep. they didn't answer. I'll go ahead and cancel my massage or I'll call them back. And then it's an hour before my massage appointment, I'm like, crumb. Right? Yep. Like, and now I'm calling an hour before my appointment canceling because you weren't available when when I was available. Right. Right? Yep. And so now it's a problem for you because I'm yep. canceling an hour before my appointment. So, but similarly to what you're saying, so dental economics did a, a study that 85% of patients that reach voicemail don't leave one, right? And so to your point, and then you think, okay, so now I walk in, I've got 10 messages, 15 messages, who knows what they are, sales calls, this, that, whatever, changes. And now, I've now, now I need to have somebody manage those calls. And oh, by the way, we're now leaving message after message, right? Or now Word that patient that. calls back. And we didn't answer the phone
0: again, right? It's just it's it's a cat and mouse game. It's chasing. It's giving up. It's like okay, how many out of those percentages? Let's just say on an average weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you have thirty calls that have come in. Like you said, the first big mess is you actually having to have somebody sit there and listen to all those calls. How many? How long is going to take them to? listen to those calls, write down the names, write down the phone numbers, then try to chase them. Like that's your first mess. Then you've got this back and forth cat and mouse of trying. And, and then it gets to a point of where, all right, why well, call them? I mean, I mean, come on, seriously, how many of your directors of first impressions or your receptionists, or whatever you want to call them, they call once, And then it's like, I'm too busy to call back again. Or they might call again on Friday or Thursday, I should say, the last day of the week, just to hopefully they get them to call back. And what happens? They leave, if they do, leave a message again. And it doesn't make sense to me that you would not have. Matter of fact, I was doing a bid for a, a DSO, a big DSO, and I was auditing some of their stuff before I was giving them a proposal to work with them. So I started, so I called and wanted to hear their the way they answer their phones stuff like that because it's it's at a phone uh farm or you know whatever it is they out they don't outsource it they it's in-house but they have their own little call centers that's what it's call centers i called on a thursday at six in the evening not only was there no one picking up the phone but the voicemail only gave me an option if this was an emergency. It didn't even ask me to leave a message. It was just, if this is an emergency, press this number or call this number, and we'll get somebody to take care of you. I, it's like, do you hate money? Like, do do you really, really do you just not like money that much? Because that's what you're doing. You're flushing money down the toilet. So that's why I love what you're doing.
1: Thank you. Well, I want to speak to a couple of things. If you really look at the the start looking at the roi right and that that's the place to look if you are interested in being in business some this is a hobby right True. others Good point. others this is a business others this is the fulfillment of a commitment that they have yeah right and um, i assert that for those that are i've never met the truth is i've never met a stupid dentist. I know that in the world we Absolutely. hear, we hear like, "Oh, dentists aren't business people. Dentists aren't this. Dentists aren't that." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" They're taking advice from someone who literally didn't pass algebra, probably. Right? <laughs> Some of the people in the field. So I'm That's like, true. "Don't." I am like do I, I, will,
0: I won't say who amongst them. the two of us is that person, but <laughs> it is true.
1: Well, you know, Jonathan's in his doctorate, but I tell you what, me, I'm like, Algebra? Wait, hold on. Give me a calculator, dollars, cents, and percents, I'm good. Anything oh. other than that, call somebody.
0: Come on, Michael. Nowadays, it's just give me Siri, and I'll have her tell me everything.
1: That's funny, actually. I don't even use Siri as much as I could. See, I'm <laughs> stuck in that 2008 non-digital. I still print everything, right? Oh, come on, Grandpa. doesn't. He hates it. What?
0: <laughs> I said, come on, Grandpa.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only 39. I know, that's hilarious. So if you think about, and in, in like we worked with offices that uh, they send the phone home. And I promise you that the, that is not the, first of all, it's not getting answered regularly as it should. Second yep. of all, it's a total, like you said, interruption in the life. Let that person enjoy, relax, regroup, yeah. connect, but their are personalized. The third, I mean, it's so affordable to have the service. It's unbelievable, right? Like, you, yeah. you know, so, um, so, and then the second thing I want to share is that we actually, a, a dentist, he was very resistant at first. He came on for our insurance verification. He came on for our insurance billing and collections and US dental triage. And he says to me, I just can't see the value in the per call. So I'll share with you right now, our current rate is $6 per patient related call. Okay. So we don't charge for sales calls. We don't charge for anything. That's uh, not patient related. We don't charge the office for Cause I, I created this company to support dentists. Right. So how are we, we're not supporting them. If, you know, if, if they're not making money and we're getting paid, I just, I don't believe in that. So, right. So, um, Here we are, we are, um, so then I say, we'll take the $6 per patient related call and bump it up against your average value per patient. And then let's look at how many new patients that we got because your office missed. Now we don't charge anything at all. It's completely free unless we answer the phone. And then we charge you $6, right? So for if it's a patient. So what's great about that is it allows offices to operate with one less team members Right, sure. especially during COVID, we were finding that team members weren't coming back, and so, you know, keep going. You might need to give me a five-minute warning because I'll talk. We'll talk all day, Dino. Um,
0: Don't worry, we're good.
1: Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, so here it is. It's Friday night, and a phone rings. Now we answer the phones after the practice practices close, so okay. we get a call from a pair. It's like eight thirty at night or something, and. And we get a call, and this dentist was completely resistant. Now, in the last week, we've answered 33 phone calls for this dentist's office. Of course. Right? And one of the first things they say is, we need new patients. Well, guess what? How many of those were new patients? So here's, here's a quick story. So Friday night, get a call, call the dentist, text, do the process, because every office has a process and a, you know a, what we call a work instruction, so we're clear about how we should be and how we right. should schedule and what are the policies, et cetera. So just the cool thing about also working with us is you never have to train a front office person again, right? We do all of that, yeah. right? So you don't have to worry about, gosh, I had a one dentist, she, she was using us for billing and collections. Then she said, hey, I just hired somebody that knows what she's doing, so I'm going to let her do it. Well, then six months later, that person is gone and she's like, I'm not, I'm not going to keep doing this.
0: That makes so much sense, right? Now you don't have to worry about the slowdown of the office to have to train a new person. Everything is already set up. Yeah. It's the long tail ROI that I think a lot of people don't think about.
1: Yeah. So this guy, he, I just talked to his, his office manager texted me yesterday and said, Hey, so glad we started with um, with call rollover because doc was saying he had to go in over the weekend to treat a patient that had pain So he was able to, he was like, oh, I'm not doing anything on Saturday. Let me go to the office and take care of this. But that call would have been missed. The opportunity would have been missed had he not had a backup. I always equate it to if you're jumping out of a plane and you pull the first parachute cord and it doesn't open, aren't you happy that you have a second? And you don't have to use it unless you need it. And so we also do, uh, you know, we're doing insurance verification. I always say that's the first thing to get out of the practice. It's so expensive to do it in the practice, it's a pain. And, um, you know, we, we present a very strong ROI case for the services that we provide because inside of the creation of this company, really my commitment is to creating a nuts and bolts solutions. No fluff, but nuts and bolts solutions that support dentists with fulfilling on their mission and being supported by experts. And to me, that's the key, because oftentimes I would be in offices that would hire us as consultant when I was flipping under performing practices. And I would say, well, how did Susie become the office manager? And I'd hear th- things like, well, Susie's been here the longest.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, longevity. Uh, she stuck around, like we didn't <laughs> oh, <identify> fire her.
1: <laughs> yeah, Susie presents the treatment plans. So wait a minute, your, your whole business is on Susie who presents
0: the treatment plans. Right? Yes, the- 100%. Michael, I'm telling you, when I first got in this industry, I would say the exact same thing. I would ask people and be like, so how did you hire, how did you pick her to be the treatment coordinator, the person who is in charge of bringing in cash into your business, which is the only way to grow the business. And I would get that all the time. Well, they started as our assistant or they actually were in the records and they've really, like they really, I'm like, so- what you're saying is other than the fact that she's lived longer than ever outlasted everybody, right? Survivor, right. She outlasted outwitted everybody else. She became that or this other one. Well, she's really a people person. She's really good with people. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's not a salesperson. Does that make so.
1: Isn't that funny? And, and it just, and I just love it because you know, everyone, I have a belief that everyone does the best they can. Sure. And great that Susie's great with people, let her be with people.
0: But what happens
1: is now Susie's verifying insurance. Now Susie's doing the billing. Now Susie's, you know, whatever, right? So when we talk about insurance verification, I show dentists right away, we put money back in their pocket immediately. And the the ROI is so exponential because now Susie's freed up to be in relationship with patients to make those outbound calls, so if they don't hire us for recall or uh, doctor you know treatment calls, then because there is a pecking order i don't want all the business i don't I, we don't need all the business right now, right, but there's an evolution, just like when you have dentists that say, "I really want to be fee for service, okay, great, so what I tend to coach is um, take everything until your seat, until your operatories are as full as they can be, and then drop the lowest paying fee schedule, and then get full again, and drop the lowest paying fee schedule, and there's an evolution. It's probably slower than some other consultants or people would share, but to me, I I like that predictable, you know, yep. because I'm not a dentist, right? I'm looking for capacity, and right. so it made sense to me that once we got to capacity, then we would drop the lowest paying fee schedule and continue up. And so similarly, with outsourcing um, procedures, you know, the first thing to do is get the insurance verification out of the office. And then the question I ask is, now that that's gone, and by the way, that was taking two, three, four hours a day, right, from somebody. I mean, you've got Delta Dental of California, for example. And I was talking to Dennis, he had no idea, because I wouldn't expect him to. But Delta Dental of California, you're waiting on hold for 35 minutes and they only allow you to answer five, they will only answer five questions. What? So, yeah, so we've got offices, Yeah. yes, you can get some information off a of fax back, but it is in no way comprehensive. I mean, the whole, it's amazing to me, I'll ask people, I'll ask dentists, their dental office manager will say, what's the point of the insurance verification in the first place? It's not to confirm that they're eligible, right? That's like, That's the given, right? Right. In my opinion, the point is to maximize the opportunity of having that patient in my office today. Right. right? Like to be able to present and collect for the treatment, given the, given. So every code that we do goes on there. Some offices we answer over 80 questions. So Delta Dental, you get five questions answered if it's not on the fax back, right? And they don't don't answer questions like if a patient comes in for a prophy, and I noticed that in, after probing, they have got some localized scaling and root planning needs, let's say in the upper right quad. If we do that today, will the insurance pay for that? A lot of them will, but if we're not asking that, and that's right. not on the facts back, and so you have to call and now you have to hold, right? And then we update the coverage table. So all the percentages, all the downgrades, all of that stuff, because we want, we want estimates to be as accurate as possible. And then we upload all the notes into the plan form. And then we scan the document into the document center or the smart docs or whatever, you have images, whatever it is that software that you're using so that it's all right there in the event the team needs to see a more comprehensive view. And all of that's like five bucks.
0: Five bucks. Holy uh, moly! So, so you, did, you really do give a full like service for that virtual conversation Uh, to actually help them be more successful. Like you said, having other people do the little things that are not necessary. They might be traditional inside of the office, but they're not necessary to stay inside the office. And, and, and so I actually, so I have a salesperson in my business. Um, I have a salesperson because I'm the best person who can sell my services, right? When somebody talks to me, I'm the one I'm always going to be the best salesperson in my company because it's me. It's my company. I get to talk with them. However, I know someone else can sell me better to that person, right. To someone else. They can talk about me in a way that I can't brag about myself, if you will. Right. I can't like, it's, it's a very valuable thing to have an outsourced, situation, not only financially as a business owner, just me, it's smart business, but also on the ability to know that that person, like you said, whatever they're doing, they're doing the insurance verification, or if they're doing the insurance part of it, or if they're doing the calls, that is all they're focused on. Your team member, whoever you have, no matter how good she is, she or he is, they've got 30 other things on their plate they got to be good at as well. And so yeah. there's, not, there's no way they're gonna be as good as this. So that's great. Yeah. Love it. Well, and,
1: and, and yeah, and you think about also, every time you have to break state, right? Think about this, we'll put it into dentist terms, right? How often does a, like, how often does a dentist like to get out of the chair once they get started?
0: I would hope not yeah. ever.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, And they got to go get up and go do an exam. And, of course, the patient's numb. They're ready to go. And, oh, hygiene calls. We need an exam, right, if we're talking general right. or how you, right? right? So I put that, let's map that onto your front office, right? Your front office, and let's call that appointment generating report the, um, you know, the I want to get to it. It's the patient that's numb. I need to get to this appointment generating report,
0: Right, right. right
1: but then all of a sudden a person walks through the door. I've got to now welcome them. Oh, got to get up and go do that. Ready to sit down and get going again. Oh, now the phone just rang. Got to sit down and get going again. Oh, now the doctor needs something, right? So that's how we you know, we equate that uh, to that. But you know, if we think about like insurance verification, there's some dentists that will get it, right? And there's some dentists that won't get it yet. Right. Where they're they're in the side of where they are, their business, like the dentist that that thought the thought that the the dentist that didn't see the value of paying six dollars for a missed call because, you know, because there's going to be existing patients that are going to be calling. Right. Okay, great. One new patient. You just paid three months of our services. Right. I mean, the average value per patient is what we talk about there. And yeah, off, and if you think so, our average client in our portfolio, Dino, is missing about eighty-seven calls per month.
0: Holy moly!
1: How many of those were new patients?
0: I'm gonna guess at least at least three quarters. Yeah. So last month,
1: twenty-seven percent.
0: Oh, okay. So less than that. Okay. Yeah. So three quarters is gonna be your your current patient base. Uh, a quarter of those calls are gonna be your actual. New patients could,
1: could be right. I don't know the, the month before that, I, I think it was a higher, but I don't want to make that up. Um, so, but I know 27% last month and you have to think that this is, these are offices, some of which are doing zero marketing. Yeah. you you know, they're literally just, they're just open. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when you take that 27% and then you multiply that by your average value per patient per year, And you're like, oh, I literally just paid six bucks for that. I actually had a dentist I was talking with. Actually, he's right next to the practice that I owned, and we've been supporting them for years. And um, I always share that pre-COVID, we had 100% retention of our clients from April of 2018 through to March of 2020. We had 100% uh, retention rate. And I share that because that really is the commitment by which we operate is present. Like we're not messing around. We we really are here to make a difference and, and make an impact. So, um, and my team knows, right? They they, they, uh, they we have an amazing team. So, um, but that being said, with uh, with insurance, with with outsourcing, uh, you know, I got a little sidetracked with the with the team, but you know. It's, it's a no-brainer to outsource. You were talking, it makes you're talking about
0: your, the neighbor that was next to you.
1: Thank you. So here I am uh, training him on a program because I love, I love being with people and dentists, right? So I'm training him on a, a program, an anal, practice analytics software, and we're going through and his phone rings and he says, man, I feel like I should answer that. Now, when I first started the company, every time the phone rang, my phone would go off. Because uh, I was tapped into the phone system. So I was always saying, oh, it's like a slot machine.
0: Right. right. I, so here he is.
1: Yeah. He's watching my phone just go off, right? And um, and he goes, I feel like I should answer it. I said, well, if you're available, you should. Right? <laughs> but there's also an argument to be made that possibly you shouldn't. But we're not going to talk about that on this call, right? Right. But depending on the kind of call, right? And sure. the experience and, you know, and like that. So, but... Um, because oftentimes also in the new in in the front office, the new patient calls at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. right I've got a person coming in, I'm checking the patient out. Phone rings. I answer. It's a new patient. I'm like, oh, can you hold, please?"
0: Yeah, I'm and, such a huge fan of having some sort of phone bank, some sort of having that phone department off uh, out of that front desk, right That front desk should be sacred. That should be all about taking care of the people that are in front of you that are walking out, that are walking in. Uh, I've had doctors before where I've literally gone through their office and I found a back closet where I was like, can you put a phone in here with somebody? Because that's where you need to be, right? You need to have them somewhere else. I had a, a doctor up in Georgia who once uh, they realized that they actually put the person up in a little space by herself, away from everybody upstairs, and she loved it. She loved it. She was like, I just get to be by myself. I get to answer phones all day. It was the best so I'm a huge fan of that. Well, yeah. we have come to a place where we, uh, first of all, I just want to thank you for all this great information, Where you've, uh, whether it be through the, the performance partners with Bank, which I hope everybody really gets the power of that. And we're going to talk about how they can reach out to you about that and then virtual support solutions. But I also just want to thank you for the industry for what you did in that pivot, right? It was a free service to connect patients with doctors all over this country who need to be connected to each other, who needed at a time where people were worried and concerned and not knowing, whether it be the owners of the business, not knowing what's gonna happen next, or patients who were thinking, "Um, I just heard on the news, dentists were closed and I have this ache that I gotta deal with. So it's a great service that you did and I just wanna thank you for doing that for sure. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you. It was really great. To connect with so many in the industry as well, because we were connecting with supply reps and equipment brokers, and we're like, "Hey, we need to know every office that you work with that's open right now, right?" Because that was the problem. It was in even currently last month, fifty-one percent of offices answered the phone. But you know, if you think about these equipment reps and supply reps, they were they they were out of business. for yep. a- right so and they were the ones who knew what offices were going to be open where we could send patients because and i'll tell you this i don't know if i shared this with you but i wore a black turtleneck on my first news i was like
0: oh really never
1: and i missed Steve Jobs. (laughs) i would never do that again i was like man but it was really great it made a big difference for people thank you for your acknowledgement and I, i appreciate you and um I'm excited that it, that it continues right and we uh, sign up practices every day it's great to have as a matter of fact I was I still listen to calls we even we have a quality assurance team and everything still but I still sometimes I'll just listen to calls yeah. and so I'm doing that and um, I'm listening to uh, sales uh, one of our team members our relationship manager and I'm hearing her looking for a dental office that's open for a patient that's experiencing a dental a dental need
0: mm. right.
1: And um, so that was really great to happen to come across that call yeah, right, yeah. as I'm listening to calls. So thank well, you. Well, that's
0: great. Well, we've come to a place in our show where we actually ask, we have six questions that are rapid fire questions that I ask. You give me the top thing that comes to your brain and uh, we give people a little insight into your thinking. So you ready to play? Let's do it. Okay, what do you think is the most expensive thing that private practice owners are missing in their practice?
1: The most expensive thing that private practice owners are missing in their practice, I would say is keeping insurance verification in the practice. I I would say the most expensive thing is not seeing the value of outsourcing. Yeah. Quite honestly, inside the context of this conversation, I would say that'd be the number one thing is not seeing the value of that and the overhead decreasing by up to 78 percent is-
0: wow. That's huge. A 78% decrease. That's huge. Uh, what's a book that you believe every private practice owner should be reading? Start with why. Start with why. Know why you're doing it. It's a great book. Classic. Absolutely. Uh, in my book, The Practice Rx, I focus on team culture and team performance as the foundation for business growth. When you, What do you see when you hear about all these doctors and all these practices and you have your own experience in it as well? What do you see as the biggest challenge private practice owners are facing with their teams and office culture?
1: Uh, there is, given the current times, I would say with the unemployment and the the pay of that extra, whatever was it was, at 600 now, I think it's 300 or 400 bucks. It, yeah. it It put a lot of people in a place where they became, it used to be that the dentist or the business owner would hire you at you know, 14, 15, and then there would be something there. Now what's happening is it's been kind of flipped. Yeah. Expenses have gone up and people have become almost entitled. Totally. You know, um, so what I would submit is that there's, um, what's missing is collaboration, unity. One of the things I love is, uh, uh, I love uh, dental safety net, for example, as an example of a company I love that they bring dental, together to support one another mm-hmm. and to me that's what's missing in the industry it's kind of become a us against them as opposed to a we yeah and, um you know why did we become a dentist why did we become a hygienist why did you know why are we here sure. with and i think that's what's missing
0: I love that. I think that's really, really key. And to your point about the entitlement, I was literally on a call today with one of my clients who is interviewing new people and people who aren't even in the industry. He's looking for an assistant and I think a scheduling coordinator. Both of these people had never done this in the industry before. And one was like, well, I need $23 an hour. And the other one was like, I need $28 an hour. And he was like, um, you have zero knowledge of this industry. And you're asking for that much, like we're usually starting off about 16 and you can move up from there, right? But right. it was, he said their their entitlement attitude was definitely uh, one of the challenges obviously you had. What is the best way that right. reach, uh, listeners can right. reach out to you? Oh, so good.
1: Right, real quick about the real quick there. So, and it's not that they may not be worth it, right? Because uh-huh. we talked about ROI, right? And um, it's just that there's a, you know, I always, I always said to hygienists, they say, Oh, we want X amount of dollars. Great. I'll pay you double that. Right. Because it's all in line on the P I I don't make the rules. I set it up and Hey, I'll pay you as much as this PL says, I can, you can decide how much that is.
0: Right. Really, at the end of day, that.
1: You decide how much you get paid. Not me. Yep. I mean, you know, the P just, you know, that that's how it works. So um, I love what you said about, uh, you know, about the staffing. And one of the things I also consider is the amount of training that now has to go into. Yes. That, right? Mm-hmm. And then who's going to do the training? And for how long is that person going to stay on my team? And, you know, it, it, it becomes a vicious circle where dentists really want to be dentists. Right? Yeah. When COVID hit, I said, you know, it was amazing to me to think about all of the different things that get funded as a result of a dentist's hands being in a patient's mouth, whether it's ortho or oral surgery or mm. filling. Nobody, no technology exists, no consulting hour, nothing happens, you know, if yeah. a dentist's hands are not in a patient's mouth.
0: That's so true. So that was
1: just also another awakening for me that was like amazing, right? Yeah, There's that's a, so true. I mean, think about how expensive some of this stuff is, right? I'm like, holy cow. And, and who doesn't want new toys all the time?
0: Uh, yeah, that's the, definitely something that we want to be looking at for the new toys that we can get from that. What? Uh, how can people reach out to you?
1: Best way to reach out um, is, you know, we have a relationship manager team that is much better at uh, ensuring you get all the pages and papers and information that you need, but... Um, my email I'll share with you is uh, mb at performancepartners.us. The re- relationship manager for, for your community to connect with is Julie, and Julie's one of my most um, favorite people on the planet. She's And awesome. super smart. Yep, you've ha- you've met her, and uh, you know she's very detail oriented. No detail goes missed. And uh, I what I love is this. I always say I make a lot of promises. And I love that people like Julie allow me to make the kind of promises I make
0: because (laughs) we are
1: really big, you know, we're all about really honoring our word, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a company that really is about that. So the best number to reach Julie at is 801-770-2772. That's the best number for her. So 801-770-2772. And her email address is jw at performance partners.us and it's us because we're currently launching in canada and australia right now so that's uh
0: oh cool that's exciting
1: that's pretty cool
0: that's very exciting okay michael last two questions what is the best advice that you've ever received in life or business
1: keep going keep going yeah keep going it's the best advice you could get right just keep going
0: keep on swimming all right the last question What's the best resource or tool that every private practice owner should be using to grow their practice?
1: Practice analytics software.
0: Gives them the numbers, black and white, not emotional. Yep.
1: Absolutely, and um, I don't know, what are some of that, are there any particulars that you like that you see, Dino?
0: Well, in uh, orthospace, there's a couple of different ones out there. Um, I know in the dental space, I don't know if you use dental intel or any of those, but yeah.
1: yeah. I love those and um, you know, some of them have, it's amazing that practice management softwares have not included this already. Hmm. You wonder what's, what, what are they doing at work every day if they're not adding these kinds of tools that actually make a difference for the practice.
0: Right, yeah, right. yeah.
1: And I love it because you can see performance, right? Yeah. Show me yeah. how many calls you made, how many people you spoke with, how much you scheduled, how much time you worked doing that you know um so i'd say how many,
0: show, how many how many no shows from appointments that yeah all that stuff it's so important to see you see the numbers you know nothing gets improved unless you look at the numbers so
1: yeah and there's a dentist that i uh, he's been a client a long time and uh, he asked me he said can you come to my office and help my new office manager i said no and um but i said i'm happy to spend some time on 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 zoom with her so i did just a quick hour with her and. And uh, what's interesting is he started a company. He's training dentists. He's got like 20,000 followers right now. And he made a comment to me last week and said, I'm thinking about closing for a week because I'm making more money over here than I am in the practice. I'm thinking about closing a week and then spending that time focused on my programs. And so uh, we look at his his analytics software and you can see a distinct decrease over the last 13 weeks. And I made a joke. I said, Hey dude, refocus your attention, get this thing going this way and then spend all the time you want on that. I know he's saying he's making more money, but you know, he's got a team that's depending on him for the sustainability of this business.
0: Yeah, and that only
1: happens when there's diagnosis, mm-hmm. acceptance and completion, right? But you gotta, you gotta have some, yeah. Some ground rules and then play all you want or choose close your office and go do that but but
0: choose yeah i agree you can't split your difference there well thank you so much michael for an amazing conversation and amazing uh opportunity for people to take notes to actually learn more i highly recommend people reach out to you and find out definitely for your team members that are in the sales department learning more about the bank system please i i implore all of you just get out of your own way when it comes to answering those phones and get those rollovers going on and then get somebody else to do that. It, I mean, I guess not if you don't want to make more money. I mean, if you're somebody who just really doesn't want to make more money in your business and grow your practice, then don't, but other than that, do it. And I I know I'm sounding a little facetious, but I, I serious, I want you to actually utilize the tools that are out there for you. Thank you for your time today, Michael.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Dino. And as you were saying that, I was thinking, the dentists are spending the money anyways. Yeah, it's true. Right? Spending the money anyways. It's so I appreciate true. the opportunity. It was a great time as always talking with you. And I uh, I trust that the listeners will get great benefit and uh, looking forward to, to meeting some of you guys.
0: Awesome. Well, everybody, again, thank you for and tuning in for another great episode of the Propreneur Podcast. As always, our goal here is to bring you the best practices to help you scale, and thrive in your business. And our main goal here is to help you be more proactive, uh, productive, and profitable in every aspect of your life and business. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank
1: you.
0: Thanks so much again for listening to the per Opener Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for your support. We'll see you on the next episode.